0: so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeier, and today we're gonna to go up success mountain with John Mitchell. Now, this is the guy. Think it, be it. It's a technique, and it's recognized as a top practical application in the world of the legendary book Think and Grow Rich. It was developed around the book's central concept of what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. Uh, This 12-minute technique helps you laser focus every day on only two to three things that move the needle in your business. So when John applied this to his own life, he saw his income go from five figures to well over $5 million a year. So. I'm interested in this conversation. I hope you come along on our ride. Let's welcome John to the show and learn more about this 12-minute technique that maybe you could apply to your life. Welcome to the show, John.
1: Tony, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: I'm excited you're here. Uh, Question everybody gets out the gate. Uh, What is your definition of success?
1: You know, I think my definition of success is achieving freedom. Freedom to do whatever the heck you want to do, which means... You know, you've got to create the nest egg so you don't have to work.
0: No, I, mean, I, I think I, I think that's success. I like that. Let's take some time and, and get to know you just a little bit. It's, everybody loves the, the fact there's some money associated with you, right? Because I, I get to know the real story behind success. We need money to live, but before you were making money and rolling in money, what was John doing? and <laughs> Where did John grow up?
1: Well, I grew up in in Dallas, and and but. You know, and I started out my my career as a CPA and became an entrepreneur when I was 30. Uh, But when I turned 50, uh, Tony, I just wasn't as successful as I thought I should be. And I had uh, two goals in my life, to make enough money so I didn't have to work and to find the women of my dreams. But when I turned 50, I just wasn't as uh, successful as I thought I should be on either one of them. You know, as an entrepreneur, I always made six figures a year, but never close to seven. And on Find the Girl, um, you know, I'd never been married at 50. Although I can say it wasn't from lack of interviewing. I did a lot of interviewing. Um, and then, you know, really, Tony, around, you know, I, it was probably three days after I turned 50, uh, the defining moment happened and I hope this doesn't sound too materialistic, but you know, I realized if I don't start making over a million dollars a year, I'm never gonna have that exceptional life that I always dreamed of. And, and I wouldn't have that sense of accomplishment, and I wouldn't have the lifestyle I always wanted. And so I came to a realization that hard work doesn't work. Well, it works for making six figures a year. Well, I was living proof it didn't work for making seven and I just knew there had to be something else and so by god I was going to figure out what that something else was and so as I'm pondering how to do that and it probably happened three months after turned 50 it comes to me why not find the top book in the world ever written on success and apply that book word for word to my life so pretty good idea I discovered that Think and Grow Rich is the top book in the world on success and are you, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the book, aren't you?
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's sitting on my desk.
1: Well, and you know, a couple of things that are significant about it. The first one is that the book has sold over 100 million copies, whereas the next best-selling book on success has sold less than 10 million copies. And more millionaires and billionaires have been created from the book than any other book on the planet. And so…
0: I got a you know, question. Let me Let me, st- let you me stop you right there because… That's a pretty substantial number, you know, over a hundred million and then 10 million. You know, when you tell people the book, you're like thinking girl rich, you're like, think I'm gonna grow rich. Like mm-hmm. when the first time you you heard the concept, like this is the number one book, I wanna pick this up and I wanna read it. Did you first look at it like a little bit like, ah, this ain't gonna work for me? Or did you kind of instantly buy in from, you know, as you turn the pages through that book and uh, I was lucky enough to have met Bob Proctor on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he talks about the book, you know, right. uh, Earl Nightingale. You just, you just start talking about the people who have used the book. You, you know, you, you can turn on the movie The Secret. You can read it. You can talk about right. it. But I love where we're going. So I want to ask that question one more time. When you first heard it, picked up the book, do you think it would work right off the bat for you?
1: Um, you know, I think I probably did. I mean, you know, I knew that, that uh, rich didn't necessarily mean money. So obviously it can and does, but, uh, yeah, I was, um, I was highly encouraged, but, but here's something you'll find interesting. You know, the book says there's a secret for creating success, but he only gives you half of the secret. It's on you to figure out the other half. And, and that was the challenge, you know, so as, as I'm, you know, dealing with the book and, and I realize that it's the top book in the world by a factor of 10, and then I discovered that, well, he's only giving me half of the secret. I'm like, oh, okay. And so I had to figure out what the full secret was and and also a way to apply it because it wasn't obvious how to apply the even the half secret that he was giving you. And so I developed over, you know, probably about a month. I created a 12-minute-a-day Mental technique, and over nine years, I continually tweaked and refined my methodology. And over that time, I saw my income go from low six figures a year to uh, a little over five million dollars a year. And you know, Tony, the thing that was so surprising was I could see why it was happening, I could absolutely feel the difference in me before and after. And you know, it's, it's so amazed me that I'm like. I'm going to sell my company. And you know, at that point I'd, I'd had enough money, so I didn't have to work. And I'm like, I'm going to share this with the world. And probably a month or two after I sold my company, I meet the former chancellor and president at the university of Texas and tell him my story. And he says, Hey, you got a thesis at uh, Texas. And why don't we teach it together? And so that started the path to sharing this with the world. And, and, but I got to say, you know, as much as I love teaching, high achievers at the university of texas my passion is teaching it to driven entrepreneurs who are you know just like me and struggle from you know working so hard but not getting results
0: you know i'm just i'm sitting here for a moment going all right you got you got gypped a little bit you know you only got half the secret and you know right. then then you had to go figure out the other half but then on the flip side i realized, realize you know you You mentioned it's not money, right? So richness and vastness in life for me um, is the first thing that we talked about in the show, which is freedom. Right. So now that you you read the half, now you have to go figure out the other half and it's led you to financial freedom and it's also led you to freedom because it sounds like you met somebody along your journey as well, right? Right. So let's talk a little bit about the other half and what did you do? And then I want to talk about the 12-minute-a-day methodology and the work that you're doing and the change that... I want to talk about that, but... What was the half that you figured out? What was the half that was missing maybe in your life? A book kind of caused you enough to be intrigued to go out and do a little bit deeper work. And then you figured it out because then, you know, sometime later, now you've written methodology around it. So you've been able to do something really, really magnificent with this, uh, this lesson you've learned. So what's the other half for you?
1: Well, here's the half that he gives you. Everything starts with a thought. Well, okay. So I read that. I get it. And I'm like, okay, but there's way more to this than that. And, and interestingly enough, Tony, I read the book when I was 41 years old for the first time. I just discovered this oh four or five months ago, I was reading an old journal I have and, and my comment about it was great book, but how to apply it. And, and I see the only reason I was fi- able to figure out the full secret which which is what you envision in detail on a daily basis is what shows up in your life. That's the extension of everything starts with a thought. You know, the only reason I was able to figure it out was I felt the intense pressure of being fifty and knowing I gotta make it happen now. Not not in a few years. I mean now. And so, you know, that's why I was applying it to finding my wife as well as, you know, Making money.
0: Yeah, I just quickly Googled. Experts estimate that the mind thinks between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. So that's an average of 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. Right, right. So, how do you take all of these massive thoughts that you have and really focus in on one or like get it down to two or three? Because you talk about that. Like I'm reading that in your intro. how How do you do that? How do you help people to do that?
1: Well, let me let me give you a little foundational knowledge that you'll find interesting everybody has a fundamental problem they have to overcome and and that's that they are operating with an antiquated operating system running their life that it's gearing them to survival well you know there's three problems with that first it causes ninety percent of your thoughts to be fear-based second you have less than 10 percent control over yourself and you're reactive rather than proactive on your important agenda. Well, you know, that's great if you're running from lions, but Tony, it's exactly the opposite if you wanna be productive, creative, and happy. And the only way you can overcome that is to overlay a programming that makes you productive, creative, and happy. And so, you know, we talk about controlling our thoughts. Well, if you're not doing that morning Programming, which again, my method is a 12 minute a day
0: technique
1: as your morning routine. You're just naturally scattered. You're just naturally unfocused. Does that make sense?
0: No, 100%. And this is a quote that I read several years ago and it changed a lot of my, my thought process and how I kind of uh, move through my day. And, and I, I'm really excited to jump into yours because I think it's gonna be super helpful for myself and for anybody listening um, what's great about our show is it touches the world. It's not just in one little area. It's not Austin. It's not Colorado. We we get to touch right. and help a lot of people. Uh, Buckminster Fuller wrote, "You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, you got to build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete." Right, right. And we have to right. change the thoughts because our habits are around our thoughts and our the things that we're doing and our patterns. They all show up, and um, so I'm I'm excited. I just I want to tell you. Um, John, thank you so much for just being so candid and passionate about what you love. Because when you become, you know, you're saying in your 50s, you're like, I hadn't met the woman of my dreams yet. You know, I I was kind of caught up in doing for others and I hadn't really started doing enough for myself. And I think there was a big shift that had to take place in your life. That's what I'm feeling. Right. And all of a sudden, you look back now, been doing this work for some time. You're like, yeah, I read the book when I was 41. Like, you didn't pay attention because you were so busy just, I think probably living and, and now you have freedom. And I love the fact that you're able to be transparent enough to say, Hey, I was journaling, I was putting my thoughts, I was doing all the right thing. Right, right. But now the reality is you've, you've developed something that now you're taking to the university, you're doing stuff with it. I want to talk about that because I think that's so applicable for so many people, especially now so many people are home. Right. Um, trying to go, how do I run the next couple of weeks of my life for months? Or I don't know when this thing's going. And, and a lot of people are in fear. Right. And you have a solution to get people out of fear. So I want to talk. About
1: well, that. I, I do, you know, and this is an interesting time. I was just talking to my partner about this this morning, but I had a really cool thing happen to me. Uh, of, Oh, three or four months ago, you know who, uh, Jay Abraham is mm-hmm. probably, you know, for the audience. Uh, he's uh, Tony Robbins mentor. And so I had the opportunity to go to a mastermind that he was uh, the guest speaker of, and, and they put me on the hot seat with, with what I do. And it was fascinating. You know, it's me and and uh, Jay Abraham, and there are 80 people around me. and
0: Were you on the island? Did you guys go on the Is this on the island?
1: No, this was what, what island are you talking about?
0: Well, he had a whole bunch of his friends and and. Uh, Billy Jean and Russell Brunson, a lot of these guys all went and got to sit around and, and listen. So I was just curious, maybe it was out. No,
1: no, I wasn't that highbrow, high but uh, um, it was, uh, it was where was it? Where was Oh, it was in Arizona. Gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so I'm there and they're, they're exploring what I do and how I do it. And halfway through, I go, well, let me ask you all a question. How many people do anything to impact your mindset? every morning well one in five hands goes up well and you know i'm like wow now i'd spent three days with the people and they were all sharp you know because and normally i go well just not very enlightened people but i'm like wait a minute they're all sharp and i realized i then it hit me i'm like Well, the reason they don't get it is is sure it's obvious to me, I I had had such a transformative effect on my life that sure I get it, but they haven't had that same transformation, and they are not enlightened that what you do in the morning affects your thoughts, which affects your actions, and the cumulative effect of your actions determine your success in each area of your life. I mean, it's pretty simple. And, and the other thing that sort of caught my attention was I saw that so many of the people that were coming up to me were over the age of 40. And I saw, I, I've come to appreciate that the way that people under 40 look at success and the people over 40 look at success is different. And obviously this is not for everybody, but generally the people under 40 go, you know, I'm pretty damn sharp. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of time for me. People over forty go, "Hmm, I used to be like that," and there and the, it's, that doesn't seem to work. There's got a, it's it's not just a matter of time, you know. And the people over forty feel this this disconnect from the efforts they're putting in and the results they're getting out. They're doing their best, but not seeing the the results, that was me to a T. And the people over 40 go, hmm, there's got to be something more than hard work. And that's what I discovered.
0: I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And, and John's going to, he's, he's not been stringing us along. I've been stringing you along. He's going he's gonna to show us, teach us, and talk about this 12-minute-a-day methodology and what you can apply to your life starting today. When you're listening to this episode, don't worry about all the notes. We'll get them all listed at TonyGrubmeyer.com. Uh, We are talking today to John Mitchell, thinkitbeit.net. You can learn more about what he's up to and how you can get involved. Plus, I want to learn more about what he was talking about, sitting basically with 80 other uh, like-minded individuals and how he saw their blind spots. But not too long ago, uh, somebody saw his blind spots and helped him to unpack some things. And he's sharing more today about how you can take massive action in your life. Like there's no better time than right now. It's not tomorrow, not next week, not next month. If you want to do something, do something today. And you got to make sure you come back because what we're going to be talking about is going to change your life as we come down success mountain with today's special guest, John Mitchell, right here on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. And I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. Greatness. a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Tony and John. Hey, we are back on the Be Fulfill podcast show, talking today to John Mitchell, thinkitbeit.net. You can learn more. We'll have all the show notes today available at tonygrubmeyer.com. You know, I just caught my breath for a moment because John was able to unpack some things, and it was really interesting to kind of, you know, have that conversation with himself about, you know, 50. Like, I don't have everything that I really ideally wanted. I didn't have that woman. I didn't have the family. I didn't have these things. I've been busy being a CPA. I've been busy doing this, this, and this. And then, you know, somehow he, he looked up the number one book for success and he found Think and Grow Rich. And he said, hmm, isn't that interesting? Looks a little deeper, 100 million copies. Next book, 10 million. He's like, wow, there's got to be something there. He, he gets the book and right away he starts believing what he's reading and he starts applying um, and starts working on this. And, and shortly thereafter, he, he develops a 12-minute-a-day a methodology. And, and I want to welcome... John back to the show to share a little bit more around that concept with us. So when, when you wake up ideally in the morning, John, you know, life before your, your work and life after your work, how did you come up with this concept to really help kickstart your day?
1: Well, let me, let me ask you a question if you don't mind. Sure. Do Do you think that most people are driven or not driven? What's, what's your guess on that?
0: I'm in the middle, right? I think most people, people, if they don't know what they're doing, they're stuck doing something else. And so you're asking me, I'm hundred percent driven. I, I created a, a, a philosophy and a methodology right. myself. So listening to you, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm driven. Right. But when I first got started as an entrepreneur, um, I needed money. Right. So I had 14 jobs by the time I was 18. I needed to figure it out. Nobody was at home right. to babies, So I needed to make money. So I've always been driven.
1: Well, you know, this is, this is interesting. I, I get that about you. I can, I can sense that about you. But as an example, in the 80 people I was visiting with in that mastermind, you know, what I realized is despite them being really good entrepreneurs and good at what they do, only about 2% of people are really driven. I mean, that's the thing I've come to realize if, as I started sharing this with the world and, and you'll learn this in a little more detail. You know, this is not for everybody because I see that it's only for the two percent that are driven. Because because only the two percent will do what has to be done to apply this 12-minute-a-day technique. And, and essentially, what I'm, I'm as I'll explain in more detail, it takes creating immense intention and clarity and self-analysis of yourself in your business and that's the hard work and the reality is most people will not spend that time they're looking for quick they're looking for easy and and this is even true with sharp people you know that's what's what's so stunning to me uh, that even you know really sharp people they're making a couple hundred grand a year they're like well yeah I'd like to be more successful but not a priority well, you know, to me, it was a damn priority. And to you, it's a damn priority. And to, a lot, to everybody that's driven and you know who you are, it's a priority. And so what I have is only for the driven people.
0: Yeah, and and, and the 2%, right? Because the 98%, eh, you're good. You're where you're at doing right. what you said you wanted to be doing until you decide you don't. And then we're talking to the 2%. I, I was sharing with somebody today. They said, you know, how do you know? And I said, well, when you buy a lottery ticket and you don't win, do you keep scratching or did you quit because you didn't win? And a lot of people, a lot of people, I'm not just talking a small sum, buy a lottery ticket and don't win. And I don't say that you need to go buy lottery tickets. I just, it uses it as a, as a way to illustrate dedication, right? Like if you don't get it one time, are you willing to do it again and again until you figure right. it out? Einstein didn't have 9,990 some odd ideas. He had over 10,000 and he finally made it. So we right. have to be willing to keep trying and with the thoughts too, over some 50 to 65,000 thoughts a day. You just figured a thought that and worked for you and you stuck with it. And you mentioned freedom in the in the beginning. That's what I love, right? I, that, I want to talk about the 2%. So let's say now the whole conversation, it's like zeroed in on the 2%. So you got the okay. 2% and we got to help them um, because – yeah, they're driven, they're focused, and they're like, all right, John, teach me, what, is, what, what can I do to have more time and more focus around the thoughts that really drive my business, drive me in the right direction?
1: Well, and I'll, I'll explain how this 12-minute-a-day technique works, but, but one final thing about driven people that I've come to appreciate. You know what I love about them is they appreciate how precious their life is. They get it. They get it that their life is precious. And they want to get the most out of it. And, and they're driven not just to make money, but to have a great romantic relationship. They're driven to, to have good health. And, you know, the process of, of creating that is immensely easier than most people think. And here's how it works. You take your life and you uh, step back and evaluate it. And you, you establish clarity about exactly the person you want to be exactly what you want to accomplish and precisely how you're going to achieve your clearly defined goals. And, and I help you do that with a questionnaire. And, and then through a template I have, you feed that clarity to yourself every day. It takes 12 minutes a day. Well, after 21 days, the uh, science kicks in and what you're feeding to yourself starts showing up automatically without thinking. And, and boy, it is amazing. And you may be going, as you're feeding this every day for the first 15 days, you probably won't see any, any change. It'll just be words on a piece of paper. But after 21 days, the subconscious mind then accepts it because it thinks it's going away before it accepts it. And, and but once you start seeing what you're feeding yourself showing up every day, in your thoughts and actions automatically, that's the game changer.
0: I love it. I just got to say, thank you so much for being open today. And you were saying, you know, just started doing podcasts. I mean, good thing about it. You got enough uh, science and and time under your belt to, to put into this. And it's just really easy to have a conversation with you. When um, you look back, I want to just move back before we go forward. What type of student were you when you were in high school? What kind of student? I asked this question to most of my guests, and I'm amazed. I forgot to ask this to you earlier. <laughs> were you adventurous? Were you sitting in the back row, the front row? Were you the kid who who didn't need to like study a lot, could just figure it out? Like, What type of student?
1: You know, I was uh, a probably a C student. I was way more into sports than I was into academics. And uh, then when I went to college, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be playing pro football or or pro tennis and uh I had to get my act together and and you know I did uh great in grades and in college so that's my story
0: so I I think it's super helpful what were you what were you doing as a kid that helped to kind of like fill up your space in your life you know some like, I, I wasn't a phenomenal athlete growing up until someday somebody said, you know what, you should just jump in the pool and try this. Like, I, I became a three-time All-American water polo player. Wow. Um, I didn't really enjoy – I wasn't given a lot of opportunity. I was soccer. I played goalie, and then I got into the pool, and I became a water polo goalie. And I saw things differently, and then I went into radio as an air personality, and I sat in a studio. So I do well sitting back in observation mode. Were Were you, like – as a kid, I remember laying down on the blacktop, not when it was super hot, but laying down and looking up and just dreaming. Do you remember dreaming as a kid? What did you dream of wanting to become?
1: You know, I don't really remember uh, all that much about dreaming like that. Um, you know, again, I was really into sports and, and that's where my focus was, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that when I was a kid, I I thought all that deeply about my, my life. And, you know, in in teaching 20 year olds at the university of Texas, I see that they don't think that deeply as as an example, you know, I'm, I'm the mental coach for the uh, athletic coaches. And one of the kids in my class is a runner. And I was asking her, I said, "Uh, why do you run? And she goes, well, because I'm competitive. Well, why are you competitive? and she says well because i just am well you know that to me that's a reflection of she just hasn't thought all that deeply about her life as as probably i hadn't either and in my big push with the athletes at the university of texas and the coaches is you got to teach leadership of self because that's how you get them to do the things they got to do and and i see that when you teach leadership of self and you especially when you apply it using my technique you have a level of control over yourself you've never had before and 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 more than anything I think that's what we all want is control over our life and um, you know that's what I was found so amazing when I first discovered this was immediately I had control over my life you
0: know so what would you tell somebody who's like really really just excited. And they, they want to take action today. They like they've heard enough. They're like, all right, John, tell me where I go. I know Tony said, think it, be it, dot net," but what's the next step for you? What's the next step for you to unpack that next conversation with that individual?
1: You know, just email me at John at think it, be it, dot net. John at think it, be it, dot net. And, and, uh once I hear sort of the person's situation, I can advise them on, on uh, how to move forward on this.
0: You know, I, I want to tell you, I've learned a lot and I, I was glad that you brought up, you know, like I, I'm reading everybody that, you know, I get to interview and I'm always interested in what people say. And then I, I saw it today I was like, oh, I got to talk to the guy who's really big about think it, you know, be it, you know, really all around think and grow rich And I love the fact that you brought up rich isn't money, right? Rich is opportunity and there's opportunities are endless, but not everybody's out pursuing. They're waiting for somebody to knock on the door and they, they miss, they miss the real opportunity getting out there and meeting new people. So we live in an age right now where social distancing is the topic, right? Right. Right. What are some things that you've been able to do uh, that has been the complete opposite of social distancing that you figured out from your home where you can do work and how you can, meet people. What are the things that you're doing on the phone to pick up and talk to people? Right now, these these episodes are so precious for people because they're home consuming stuff and I want them to be consuming the good stuff. So that's why we're talking to amazing individuals such as yourself.
1: Well, you know, I tell you, it's it's been interesting. I feel more connected now than ever before because I I talk to my partner in Seattle uh, almost every day. I uh, One of the coaches at the University of Texas is going through uh, a difficult situation and I zoomed her yesterday and uh, you know I just see that uh, this time is causing people to, to be reflective about their life which is what I'm all about is let me help you be reflective and let me show you how you can live life what I've got is a whole new way of doing life a new way of thinking and so if you're happy with how life is going then then good. Uh, but if you're not, you know, I see that there's a way to have, a, have the life that you envision. And, it, and this promotes having a, a, a detailed vision, a dream for your life and, and how to make that dream come true.
0: Well, you know, um, I want to I ask you one last question before we jump into the fulfillment round and we'll wrap up today's show. Knowing you're coming on my show, was there something that you wanted to talk about that maybe hasn't come up in our conversation that would be really a great opportunity for you to just extrapolate just a little bit more on it right here with the audience before we jump into learning more about John behind the scenes?
1: Well, you know, one thing I'd be sort of curious about, I, I see that most people do not leverage themselves. And, and, you know, they just sort of put their head down and work hard. And a lot of people don't even think that deeply about their life. And that's a problem, because if you don't think deeply about your life, you don't sort of go, wait a minute, this thing is not working out quite like I thought it it, it should. And, and, you know, when I turn 50, of course, 50 is a natural time to be self-reflective. But we're, you know, we're in a time today where this is an ideal time to be self-reflective and, and really think about my life, where am I going? Is this thing working like I want it to? If it's not, how do I change it? And, and so I think, I think we've got our whole world, the American way of life has gotten so antagonistic and you know the polarization of political views. I think that this could be a blessing in disguise to just cause everybody just to stop you know, we're going to get over this thing. I don't see this thing being more than a month or so thing, honestly. And uh, and we're going to go back to normal. But I hope we don't go back to normal.
0: No, I think we're in a time where, you know, I've seen more people out and about the last couple of days. And uh, it's really got me thinking, there's something good out of something that is not good, right? Right. And, and our right. job is to find... The wholesomeness, um, you know, I found my message in my mess. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, I found who I am and what I do today because of the the things that I went through. Right. And so I found my message in my mess. When I looked at what I was not doing and started doing the things that I knew I should be doing, my life turned around and changed.
1: Well, and you know, I think that brings up a great point because one of the things I realized when I turned 50 was that my success – comes down to the cumulative effect of my daily actions. And my daily actions are influenced by my thoughts. And, you know, you'd find this interesting. Here's how the human mind works. The conscious mind sets your intention and is influenced by logic. But the subconscious mind controls your daily thoughts and everyday actions, and it's only influenced by repetition. As an example, let's say you want to lose weight. Well, the conscious mind says the intention to lose weight, but the subconscious mind controls your, your actions, your eating and, and exercise, and it's only influenced by repetition, not logic at all. And so, you know, I, I think the takeaway of that story is that if your actions determine the cumulative effect of your actions determine your success and that part of the brain is only influenced by repetition, most people are not used to influencing themselves with repetition. And that's the essence of this.
0: No, I, I definitely agree. And I think we'll have some good conversations too, but I, I want to hold you to your time because I know it's super, super valuable. Uh, think it, be Learn more about John and how you can get involved. And he, he said, just email John at, you know, think it, be and, and you can have that kind of conversation and, He's looking for the 2%, not the 98%. Right. There's nothing wrong with the 98 He's just saying, hey, look, the 2% kind of know they're ready and they want something else and they're ready to do something about it. And that's where John comes in and his company and his partner and, and maybe can help you get to that, that level that you think that you're ready to play at, right? Everybody who steps up to the plate in sports, baseball, shoots the winning you know, f- three to win the game or lay up whatever it may be or score the winning touchdown, that there's something back in their mind. They're like, I can do this, right? Um, and I, I'm excited because what I'm hearing today is in, you have to do it by yourself. Uh, John's ready to do it with his team to help you do that and really discover more for yourself. So what I want to do is bring you into the fulfillment round. All I need to have you say is I am ready and I'll take care of the rest. I am ready. It. You have to say it because if you don't say it, then I can't use the questions I'm about to ask you. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no use the Google machine.
1: No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise Tony won't
0: make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right, uh, question number one, because I think it's also an interesting time in our life. If you had to pick your last meal, what would be your last meal of your very last day in life? What would you last, that meal look like?
1: You know, I think I would have a burger.
0: Oh, what? You know what? You a know what? burger? That's a, no, What no,
1: a, a burger?
0: That's uh, the Wahlbergs, right? No? no. What? What a burger? Okay, tell me about. Yeah, that. They I'm don't have hungry. those.
1: In, they don't have those in in Colorado, but they have them in Texas and California. Uh, they're good. So a like hamburger. All
0: right, I, I like it. Do you uh, you leave anything off? You like onions on your burger?
1: Everything. Give me everything. Give me it all.
0: I like. It. Okay, so you can have that. You got some cut fries, straight fries. No. I wish I
1: could, I can't eat, I can't eat french fries.
0: All right, all right. Are you allergic to french fries?
1: No, but uh, when you get over 50, well, when you get, well, I don't know, I was eating french fries. You got
0: cholesterol issues, is that what you're telling me?
1: No, no, I just, you know, my body doesn't react to fried foods very well.
0: I got it, all right, so we're gonna have to- it's not
1: worth the benefit.
0: We're gonna have to air dry some fries and then we can have a nice burger together, I like that. Right, right. When you uh, were a young boy, when, what sport were you really good at again?
1: I was at, uh, good at football and tennis.
0: All right. So we'll, we'll pick football. Who was somebody that you looked up to when you played football, like you looked up to?
1: Oh, Roger Staubach. I mean, you know, I'm from Dallas, and so, of course, Dallas Cowboys.
0: All right, cool. That brings me to my next question. Are the Cowboys in trouble with Jerry at the helm, or should Jerry, like, just walk away from the game?
1: You know, I got a, I got to know Jerry Jones when I was in Dallas. And I'm just telling you, he's a great guy. I mean, he really is. And and I'm amazed at how the city of Dallas throws him under the bus. He've all, he's only won three Super Bowls. And um, and so he gets a bad rap. But I like Jerry
0: Jones. I think he's a passionate individual who loves sports and loves challenging human beings to, to find their greatness. I mean, that's right, what I see right. when I see the interviews of Jimmy – Johnson and, and I, you look at you look at how he operated you know he had this bad deal with Jimmy Johnson and then right. all of a sudden the next day there's another coach and here we go let's play like I'm not here to sit in my pity pot I'm here to go figure out how to win a Super Bowl right so right. I love that uh, what is a, like one of the most amazing compliments that you've ever received something you could just share just that just really brighten your day it could be a hello from from a child <laughs> or it could be something nice tell me
1: oh you know probably that that I go overboard to help people that want to help themselves.
0: I like that. What's, uh, what's like the best tip that you've, uh, you have to share today to make the world a better place?
1: You know, I think, I think maybe the tip is, you know, everybody's operating at their level of enlightenment. You know, and, and like I'm conservative by my nature, and I look at some of the things that Democrats are doing, and I go, you know, they all care about the country just like we do. I think they're unenlightened in a lot of things, and, and it's not that they're bad people, and, but I think we all need to realize we're all doing the best we can, all operating with whatever level of enlightenment we have, we don't really control necessarily our enlightenment, although you can make the case that we we can, but in the big picture, I don't think we can. And so, you know, boy, let's just be nice to each other and accept our differences and let the differences be okay.
0: I love that, amen. Uh, last question, uh, what would your wife say to a girlfriend or a friend, And and describe what you do for a living. How how would she describe you? Like I, you know, talk to my wife. She's like, you know, he owns a logistics company. He works really hard. You know, but what would be some of the words you would hear? Maybe your wife say about you?
1: Oh, I she she says, hey, he's got a way to make you substantially more successful. I I mean, it's pretty simple.
0: Elevator pitch. um, I got off on uh, the next level. It was so quick. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much, John, for for coming on today, talking about what you're passionate about. Uh, like I said, 2%, if you're listening still, which I know you are, and you want to learn more, thinkitbeit.net. You can also email john, john at thinkitbeit.net. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and just opening your heart and, uh, and putting out what you love and how you love helping people. And I love the fact that this is what you've made your life's work, too. I think that's really, really important when you're teaching at a university and helping people. And I, lo- I, love, I love that part about you. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: All right. That is uh, John Mitchell. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. And just remember, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today, right now, in this very moment, no matter where you're at in this world, the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeier.com.